Hi folks, welcome to episode 19 of my 59th Minute FPL podcast. I'm recording on Tuesday the 6th of November, so Game Week 11 is behind us and we're looking ahead now to Game Week 12 and yet another international break then. So there seems to be more international breaks than ever this season, never never fun as an FPL manager. So hopefully green arrows in Game Week 12 going into an international break. If you're listening to the podcast for the first time, you can follow me on Twitter at FPL General. Same format as usual this week. Start off with the shout-outs, move into a Game Week 11 review. I'll update my watch list then, uh, take a few questions from Twitter, and finish off with uh, Game Week 12 captaincy, and I'll talk a little bit about my transfer plans as well. So, shout-outs first of all. All players in the Premier League in game week 11 managed to avoid the dreaded 59th minute substitution so just a couple of notable mentions this week uh, two defenders who went off injured and missed out on clean sheets uh, Lascelles for Newcastle and Harry Maguire at Leicester so frustrating for, for owners who own both of those guys and a notable mention as well for Hyungmin's son uh, he ke- came off the bench for Spurs for the injured Dembele after five or six minutes and was taken off before the 60 minute mark so a very odd very odd uh, substitution from, from Pochettino bringing Son on and then taking him off again so I just thought he deserved a shout out this week so still waiting for Pascal Gross to return from injury to, to get that hat trick Game week 11 went okay for me 64 points uh, it was a small green arrow uh, I went from 289k to 269k, so went up about 20,000 places. So, never going to complain about a green arrow. Uh, it did feel though that there was more points to be had, especially as a non-Richarlison owner. That one stung quite a bit, and obviously Sterling did the business for his owners as well. So, I'm sitting on 657 points, and I did I did two free transfers going into game week 11. So, I did Bennett to Balbuena. And I did knock out to Barkley. So as often has happened this season, my transfers haven't really worked out. At least they haven't worked out in the first week. Um, plan The plan is probably to bank a transfer this week and then do some surgery uh, during the break. But I'll talk more about that later in the podcast. So Barkley, Barkley was a punt. I mentioned it last week on the podcast that I felt he was worth a punt, a short-term punt at his price. The, the worrying thing was watching the Chelsea game at the weekend, he was very, very quiet and he was taken off, I think, after about 63 minutes. So very disappointing display from Barkley and that has me worried now for the weekend. Um, I'm worried that he, he, he'll he be back on the bench and, and Kovacic will come back in. So maybe the Europa League lineup on Thursday will give me a clue as to whether Barkley's going to start or not at the weekend. So... If I mean, if Barkley does play Europa League, I might just bench him this week and play Balbuena instead. So I'll be keeping a close eye on the Chelsea lineup on Thursday night. What went well for me game week 11? I got the captaincy right with Aguero. Um, Arnautovic finally came good um, after you know weeks of not showing up and, and getting one point. So it was good to see him get some points on the board and I do feel he's going to be a he's very important for the next few weeks. I think anyone who doesn't have him will probably be looking to bring him in. Two frustrating things uh, game week 11. I actually watched match of the day uh, Saturday night and the only game I didn't know anything about was the Tottenham Wolves game. 
So anyone who watches Match of the Day Live, you'll, you know, if, if you want clean sheets, so I had Patricio and Trippier. So really I want the Spurs-Wills game to be towards the end of Match of the Day because then I know it's going to be, there's a good chance of a nil-nil. But it, it was on kind of midway through, so I knew I was unlikely to get two clean sheets. But I was watching it and, you know, Spurs were 3-0 up. Trippier had his assist. It looked like he was on for a for a 12-pointer. You know, he was probably going to get bonus points as well. So it was very frustrating then to, to, to see Wolves score the goals. And Trippier was actually at fault for both goals. And he was at fault for the Man City goal last week as well. So the last three Spurs uh, goals that they've conceded, Trippier's actually been at fault. So he's effectively wiped out his own clean sheets, which has been very frustrating. Um, but I'm probably going to keep him for Palace and then likely to move him for, for Mendy after the Manchester derby. So Trippier was frustrating. Uh, Danny Ings as well. So I went into the I went into game week 11 without any City defenders. So I was hoping for the clean sheet wipeout. And, and Danny Ings wiped it out. But he was, of course, he was my first sub. And probably for the first week in, in five or six weeks, none of my subs came in because everyone played. So Ings was my first sub. Um, but it was good to see him scoring because I'm 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 quietly confident of him coming good now. I'm going to keep him probably for his next two fixtures. He had five shots in the box against City, so he posted some very impressive stats in that game. Uh, even though Saints got beat six one, so Ings Ings is a hold for me now. Moving on now to my watch list. So I've updated my watch list, having watched all the highlights and watched a couple of games back. So I'm, I'm, I've got five players this week I've added and three that I've removed. So I'm just going to give a few reasons why. The first player that caught my eye this weekend was Dian Jana, uh, the 4.5 million West Ham midfielder. Got an assist, um, passed the eye test, should have had a penalty, which was turned down. Um, and looking at the stats as well today, he, he, he created five chances in that game. So... Dean Jana could well be the best budget midfielder now. I've liked Camarasa this season, but I think it's between him and G- Dean Jana now for the fifth midfield spot. So he's on my watch list. Another player in the West Ham game who was phenomenal was Felipe Anderson. I've uh, been very impressed with him this season. Uh, he seems to be really finding his feet now. Uh, he looks a bit fitter. Uh, seems to be getting up to speed with the Premier League. 6.8 million. Scored two goals at the weekend. Could have had more. Uh, I think he had four shots in the box. And right at the end of the game, he had an audacious volley from the edge of the box from a corner. Um, so he's a he's a classy player, and, and he, he looks like a really good option. He's, I think he's only about 3% owned in FPL. So as a differential, he's definitely someone worth considering. Uh, and we know West Ham have good fixtures. So that's the two West, ha- West Ham guys I've added this week. Uh, the thing about Felipe Anderson, I've caught Arnautovic, so... The double up, I'm not. It doesn't really appeal to me at the moment. Um, I'm probably just happy to keep Arnautovic. I've got Balbuena as well, so if I was going to go for Felipe, it would be a triple up in West Ham, and that just doesn't sound good to me. Um, but anyone who, who maybe doesn't have Arnautovic, uh, Felipe Anderson is worth considering. Another player who was impressive game week eleven was Jimenez, uh, the Wolves striker, five point seven million. Um, he was popular earlier in the season. He's offering very good value. Got a goal, got an assist, and he had a he had a goal chalked off for offside as well, which uh, shouldn't have been chalked off, and that would have been a Doherty assist as well. Um, so Jimenez is one. He's back on my watch list now, having been gone from it for a few weeks. 
If I was to move away from Ings at some point, uh, Jimenez is a viable alternative. Um, a lot of people are probably looking to get rid of Mitrovic this week. I think Jimenez is a, is a good place to go uh, alongside Callum Wilson as well. So there is there is options there for Mitrovic owners. You know, you can go Jimenez, you could go Ings, you can go Wilson, or you can drop down to someone like Success. So Jimenez, Jimenez scored a penalty as well. So Neves took the first one. And Jimenez took the second one, so we don't really know what the story is with uh, the Wolves penalty takers. Um, did Jimenez not take the first one because he was fouled? You know, did he take the second one to keep the goalkeeper guessing because Neves had took the first one? So it's really hard to know. You know, it could be Neves' first choice, it could be Jimenez. We we still don't know where it could be some kind of rotation, and there may be other players involved in that rotation as well. So it's we probably need more. Uh, a bigger sample size to to make a, a judgment on that, but penalties aside, Jimenez is a, is a great option. The thing about the interesting stat that came out of the weekend for Neves was t- in taking that penalty, it was his first penalty area touch of the season, which is just crazy after twelve game weeks. So he hasn't been in the opposition's box, opposition team's box until game week twelve. So that says all you need to know about Neves. He's a player who he's an excellent. Uh, excellent footballer, but he, you know, he he plays quite deep and he and he shoots from distance. So I'm not really expecting much FPL wise from Neves apart from penalties if he's on them. Uh, Bournemouth, uh, Bournemouth were very impressive again against United. Um, I didn't see the whole game; I just seen the highlights. Uh, one player who stood out was David Brooks again. Um, he's gone under the radar this season. He's he's. He's a brilliant talent. He kind of came out of nowhere, really. I think he came from Sheffield United. Um, but five goal attempts against United at the weekend. He was playing pretty advanced, almost almost as a striker, uh, going by what people were saying on Twitter. Um, so he's a he's a great option, you know, an alternative uh, to Fraser. Uh, Bournemouth do have, you know, a mixed bag of fixtures, but Bournemouth are a team, I feel, who have stepped it up a level this season. And I would have no problem, you know, bringing in the likes of Wilson, Fraser and, and even Brooks, even with the tougher fixtures. I think they can score goals against anyone. Um, so Brooks is back on my watch list. I had removed him a few weeks ago because he was getting taken off before 60 minutes quite often. But um, he is looking good. I know Josh King was injured. So when he comes back, you know, it could influence Brooks's game time because Stanislas is starting to see some game time as well. Uh, but Brooks is definitely one I'm going to keep an eye on. The fifth and final player I've added to my watch list this week is Morata, Chelsea. Four in four, and very little people talking about him on social media. 8.7 million. Um, I guess the thing about Morata is a lot of us have Hazard and Alonso. I've already got a triple up because I've got Barkley, so I can't really get to Morata easily. Um, he is worth considering, but I probably want to see more consistency first it was interesting after the game Sari in his interview said that Morata is mentally fragile so it's not really what you want to hear about a potential FPL asset that he's mentally fragile to me that just tells me you know any given game week when Morata so he's one for the watch list but he's I wouldn't be in a rush to get him Um, I just want to see more starts and and more consistency before I before I go there. But a couple of weeks down the line, he could be very good value. You know, less than nine million uh, playing playing as the Chelsea striker. Uh, 
Moving on now to a couple of players I've removed from the watch list this week. Uh, three players. Uh, the first one is Pogba. The reason I've removed Pogba is because Martial is the United attacker that I would go for um, if, I, if I was to do that. So Martial is going to be in my thoughts during the international break when I, when I do my surgery. Um, the more I save him, the more he looks like the real deal. You know, he's starting to realise his potential now. Playing every week and scoring goals. So what what more do you want really from an FPL asset? And he's you know he's a nice price. He's I think he's around seven point five million, roughly. I remember a couple of seasons ago I think he was nine point five million. Um, so Martial definitely one I'm going to keep an eye on, um, and I just prefer him over Pogba at the moment. Another player I've removed from the watch list this week is Mares. He he didn't play at the weekend, and I just don't like that about Mares. I don't like the fact that when he doesn't play, he could get 10 minutes and get a one-pointer. So, yes, he can be explosive, but I much prefer someone like David Silva. Uh, like With David Silva, it seems like he plays or he doesn't play. Uh, you know, he, he doesn't really get the cameo appearances off the bench, so you can get your sub in then. Uh, and watching the watching the City game at the weekend, again, David Silva was involved in almost everything that they do going forward. Uh, 8.5 million, you know, he's a lot, his price is a lot, more affordable than than Sterling, so at the moment, uh, if I was to choose a, a Man City midfielder this week, it would be David Silva. Uh, Sterling is obviously the talk of the town this week, but I'm I'm quite happy to hold on to Aguero. Um, so it's it's pretty difficult for me to get to Sterling, but but I'm happy to hold off. Uh, number one because it's the Manchester derby. Um, and and uh, Sterling doesn't. I don't think Sterling has a great record in 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 bigger games like that. And also after the last international break, Sterling got a rest, so that could well happen again. Uh, game week thirteen. Um, not not to scare people off, Sterling, but I think with Sterling and any Man City player, you you know you don't really let the rotation fears put you off them anyway. You just get them in and you stick with them. Yeah, we've seen that this week. With the people who got Sterling in, I think it was game week nine he was rested. So the people who got him in and then he was rested, you know, a lot of people got rid of him. But the people who stuck with him, you know, they got their rewards this week with his with his big points all. So well done to those who remained patient with Sterling. Um, and I've one other change I've made to my watch list this week is I've switched Duffy for Dunk, um, just because he's point two cheaper. Um, and I'm unlikely to go for a Brighton defender anyway. But if I was, I would probably just go for Dunk just for the for the cash saving there. I don't think there's too much between those two um, in an attacking sense. So, with my watch list, with a player like that, you know, I have Dunk on my watch list now. But that doesn't mean I wouldn't consider Duffy when the time comes. You know, if I see uh, Dunk on my watch list, I'm thinking to myself, right, what other players are in the Brighton defence? So, I'd like to keep the watch list at 30 players. Yeah, just a bit of OCD. So that's why I don't put Dunk and Duffy on the watch list. But Dunk is there now and, and Duffy is gone. I've picked out uh, four or five questions from Twitter uh, just to cover a couple of different topics. Um, they should hit on some of the main talking points this week. So the first one is from John Chapel. He was asking uh, just a simple question, who are the best rotating goalkeepers? Uh, for the next few weeks so I still think you can't go wrong with Patricio and Fabianski um, I had a quick look today again those two rotate really well right up until January so you know a lot of people probably have one or the other at the moment um, and if you're looking to move to a rotation strategy um, I think Patricio and Fabianski is probably the way to go 
The second question was from Peter Gray. Um, Peter's asking, with Sterling looking a viable option now, does Salah to Mane have to be considered after the Fulham fixture? So, good question. It's actually a question I'm asking myself, um, you know, going into the international break. So, as I mentioned, I'm not going to make any moves this week unless there was some unforeseen injuries or something during the week. But um, Sterling is, obviously, I think we all need to think about getting Sterling if we don't have him. It's how it's how you can get to him is, is the big question. Um, I've mentioned I'm quite happy to hold on to Aguero, so I'm happy to wait on Sterling, you know, for another couple of weeks. Um, but for people who do want to get him, you know, and, and if you own Salah, you know, you have to ask yourself, you know, can Mane match Salah? Um so you know you if you sell if you go sell it to Mane, you know you've got three million to play with. That's a lot of money. Um, so that's something I'm thinking about, um, and I'll talk about it a little bit later when it comes to my transfer plans. Um, but the answer to the question, Peter, is yes. I do think we need to consider Salah to Mane after the Fulham game if we want to to free up funds for for a move to someone like Sterling, or in my case, I just want to improve my squad overall. I've got a couple of areas I'd like to upgrade. And to do those upgrades, I see the Salah to Mane move as the best way to to unlock funds. But definitely, you know, don't sell Salah before Fulham. Uh, for those that, that can get a Mane Salah double up for Fulham, I think you should really uh, that should be considered. Um, I can't I can't get to that easily. Uh, I don't want to sell Hazard. Uh, I don't want to sell Aguero. So. It's not for me this week, but I, th- I do think, you know, we've seen it last week or two weeks ago where both players, I think they scored 15 points each, and that could easily happen again against Fulham. Watched the Huddersfield-Fulham game last night. Well, I say watched it. I had it on in the background. I couldn't really find it in myself to to watch 90 minutes of it, but from the bits I've seen, you know, Fulham are just awful, and that could be anything from, you know, 4-0 to 10-0 this weekend, so... Salah and Manny double up does sound good to me for the, for the weekend. And yes, I will be considering Salah to Manny during the break. The The next question was was kind of linked to that one from FPL Nick. Uh, quite simply, Aguero or Sterling? Question mark. So for me, uh, I'm happy to keep Aguero. It was good to see him get 90 minutes. Uh, so hopefully maybe whatever issue he's been having, uh, I think it was a heel injury or something he'd, ha- he'd been carrying. So hopefully that might be behind him now and we might see him playing more 90 minutes. Um, Sterling obviously is a, is, a, is, a, is an excellent option. Um, owning both might be the way to go. I've seen a couple of people you know, posting massive scores this week who owned both Sterling and Aguero. Um that is something I could look at during the international break. Um, I could do, I could do my, uh, Salah to Sterling, and keep Aguero. But the problem with that is I would have no Liverpool attacker, which I don't like. So that's probably why I won't do that move. Um, but I do definitely think a, a Sterling Aguero double up could be could be the way to go. Best team in the league, you know, scoring the most goals. So so why not if you can afford it? But f- for me, for the moment, the answer to next question is Aguero. I'm going to keep Aguero. Um, and avoid Sterling for the time being. Next question came in from FPL Heskybo. Uh, who are the best strikers priced at seven million and under? Uh, apart from Arnautovic, so we're assuming Arnautovic is uh, is the best option. 
Um, a lot of us are going to own them. If we didn't own, you know, people who didn't own them this week are probably going to own them from next week onwards. Um, so I've ra- I've mentioned the strikers earlier, and I've I've ranked them here from one to four. So obviously Arnautovic is is number one. Uh, I would put Callum Wilson number two, even though he's caused me so much pain. Number three, I would put Jimenez, and then number four would be Danny Ings, and number five would be Success. Um, people might wonder why I haven't included Glenn Murray there. I just I just don't feel it with Glenn Murray. Yes, he's had a you know he had a great first ten game weeks, but I just don't really see him sustaining his form. Um, and I, I prefer the options that I've mentioned there. Um, I even prefer success, you know, and and, and investing elsewhere in the team than than Glenn Murray. But I mean that could come back. I might have to eat my words on that one, but I'm just not feeling the I'm not feeling the love for Glenn Murray. Game week twelve. Um, actually, before I get the captaincy. Uh, there was one more question. Um, I, I think it was from S- FPL Heskybo as well. A follow-up to his budget striker question was, would I consider going without a premium striker um, and stack the midfield instead? So for me, that would mean getting rid of Aguero uh, and you know going with three budget strikers. And then you could go the likes of Salah, Mane, maybe even Sterling and Hazard in midfield as well, depending on budget. So I do think it is a strategy worth considering. Uh, it's something I'm probably not going to do for the moment, but I mean we've seen it in recent weeks. There's there's managers out there who are going with three budget strikers and who are doing very well. I'll pick out one of them, Mark Sutherns from Fantasy Football Scout. So he's been he's been rolling with three budget strikers for the last three weeks. Uh, I think he has Jimenez, Wilson, and uh, who's the third one he had? Uh, Arnautovic, I think. So over the last two game weeks. Mark Sutherland has gone from 145k to 12k with three budget strikers. So, you know, it just shows you it is a viable option. Uh, I think Mark scored 109 points this week with Sterling captain. So, again, that just shows you how quickly things can change in FPL. You know, you can go from 145k to 12k in two weeks if you if you smash it. So, that's a, you know, that gives me hope as well in my situation that, you know, all it takes is is to put a couple of you know two or three game weeks together, um, and you can really fly over over a short short time. So it's you know patience is key, uh, and just keep making the right decisions, and and you know your luck can't turn like it has for Mark. Um, so that's the questions covered. Uh, I had a look at the captaincy poll on Fancy Football Scout before I started recording. There wasn't too many votes. I think it was probably only created today, but. Salah was at 52%, Mane was at 19%, and Hazard was at 7%. So really it's between those three this week. I think anyone who owns Salah has to go Salah. If you don't have Salah, it's between Mane and Hazard then, which is a, which is not an easy decision. Um, going by how poor Fulham are, I think I would just edge towards Mane over Hazard this week for that fixture. You know, Hazard has had his injury problems and we don't know if he's fully over them yet. So Manny would probably get my vote there. Um Aguero and Sterling didn't have, you know, many votes today. They probably because it's the the Manchester Derby and you know anything can happen in that one. Josie could could shut City out. Um so I wouldn't really feel comfortable captain in Aguero or Sterling in that fixture. I think there's better options this week. It's going to be Salah for me. 
uh, a nice easy one this week. Don't have to really think about it. So moving on now to my transfer plans. So I'm planning to bank a transfer this week. So I have two for the international break, and I haven't I haven't um, taken any points hits this season, but. I'm pretty sure I will be taking at least one, maybe even two, during the international break. Um, I just feel my squad needs a shake-up. Uh, I need to get my season back on track. And I, th- I feel like with transfers recently, I've, I've kind of been just patching up problems. Um, but now I feel like it's time to, you know, uh, do the surgery that's required and get get myself into a position that I'm happy with. And get my get myself a team that I'm happy with for the long term. Um, so as I mentioned, to do that, what I'm looking at is is uh, Salah to Mane after the Fulham game. So that gives me three million to to perform some surgery. Um, every time I watch Liverpool this season, I just feel that on the eye test, I just feel that Mane is just as likely to deliver as Salah is. So I'm not really afraid of making that move. Um, and I can't really say for sure now, but I, I am probably pretty set on doing it at this point during the international break. Uh, I just like what it does for the rest of my squad. I, I can get a far stronger squad for the for the next few weeks and for the festive period. Um, so what I'd be thinking then alongside the Salah to Mane move would be Trippier to Mendy is probably another nailed-on transfer that I'll make. And the other options then would be uh, Richarlison I really want and Doherty I really want as well uh, game week 13 onwards so I want to get those two guys in game week 13 um, so Richarlison will come in for more than likely Barkley but it could be for uh, Madison as well if Madison blanks against Burnley I'd probably sell him um, and if I, w- if I was selling Madison you know Barkley Barkley really needs to perform a miracle against Everton to survive this call as well so if I was to sell Barkley and Madison, I could get in, you know, Richarlison and maybe look at someone like David Silva or Martial. So that's where I'm kind of thinking. And then Doherty could come in in defence for, maybe for Balbuena. But I haven't ruled out, you know, you know, going without Doherty uh, reluctantly and, and just keeping Balbuena. So Danny Ings is probably going to survive the, the cull during the international break. But that's where I'm at at the moment, you know, and I've... It's early days, you know, I've got basically got three weeks to think about this surgery. Uh, see how game week 12 goes first of all. that You know, that can change things. There could be injuries and things like that. So that could change my plans. But that's just an insight into how I'm thinking at the moment. Uh, probably a minus four or a minus eight during the international break. And then I'll have a team I'm happy with. Uh, and hopefully we can start building momentum then with that team. So... Before I go, I want to th- just give a quick thank you to to Jay Eggersdorf and Stu Smith uh, for the tweets on Friday night about my Patreon, you know, uh, urging people to check it out. Those two tweets got me about 35 new patrons over the weekend, so very much appreciated, Jay and Stu. Um, anyone who wants to find out more about my Patreon offering, it's pinned on my Twitter page, at FPL General. Or you can go to patreon.com forward slash FPL General. The, the start of a month is the best time to sign up because basically you get a free trial and you can opt out any time before December 1st without getting charged. So just check out my Twitter page for a link to that. Um, 
I'll, I'll be all, I'm in London this week for the FPL show, so catch me on that on Thursday night uh, or Friday Friday morning. You'll see it online. Uh, good luck in game week 12. Um, I'm not sure when the next podcast will be because it's an international break. I know the last international break, I kind of just switched off for two weeks and I didn't do a podcast, but I probably will do one this time, but it will be in this, probably in the second week of the international break. So... Just keep an eye on on Twitter and I'll I'll keep you updated on that one. So hope you enjoyed this one. Uh, A little bit shorter, I think, than usual. So hopefully that suits you as well. As I said, good luck Game Week 12. Enjoy the rest of your week and enjoy the international break if you can. Um, Just just try and survive it and, and switch off from FPL. So talk to you all soon, folks. Have a good week.